Well, hello, we are in um, day two of our last week of First Timothy. We're in chapter six, and um, we've been talking about false teaching and the love of money. And we had a little bit of, we talked a, a little bit about today's passages in yesterday's discussion, um, but there is just My so bad. much. <laughs> My bad. Well, there's, there's just so much to dig into there that um, it's pretty incredible. So Terry, will you read for us for today? Sure. Uh, Six through 10. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager, eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. The yes. love of money is a root. So I, I've heard, I think the King James says the root, but... I think it is uh, better translated a root of all kinds of evil. Because Adam and Eve sinned and they didn't have money. Right? Mm, it was pride. It was more about pride. It wasn't about greed mm. or power. Maybe it was a little bit about power. Anyways. Probably so, some th- greed too because they're like, well, we want to eat that even though we're not supposed to eat that. And I want it for me. They wanted something that wasn't theirs. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So when you were talking about pride, what do you mean pride's pride was underneath all that? Yeah. Cause you know, the devil said, um, if you do this, you are going to be like God. Mm. Ooh, I can, I can be like God. I can be important. I can be, I can be a God. So when I, I look at pride, it was interesting when you said that it's like, it feels to me like that anytime pride is happening is I'm shutting God out. Mm-hmm. You just said that to me. I, I, that's probably not the official definition of pride. I'm sure it isn't. But I think that's a process of what happens when we get filled with pride. Oh, yeah, because it's all about me. It's not about others. And God is an other in that context. So... I'll just say, starting out flat out, this is totally different than what I thought we were going to talk about. How this is going? <laughs> I derailed us again. That even like for P- uh so here's no, 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 no. That's fine. It, it's a uh, um, it's not even about money. Like it's a, it's almost underneath that is what I feel like we're talking about. Like we could talk about money all day, and miss the fact that um. I want these clothes or I want this stuff or I want, um, I want things my way. I want people to hear me because my opinion is the best opinion. It's Mm -hmm. almost like we could substitute things in there for money. I know that Paul's talking about that, 
in the love of money, but it's like really the love of self. And I don't want to twist the scripture. I don't want to twist the things, but I'm, it's just in the background. I, when you said pride, Terry, I was like, yeah, this is about shutting God out and getting what we want yeah, it's like, without him. And it's about themselves. Look what I have. I have more. I have bigger. I have better. Okay. So then it's also about how people are perceiving you too. Mm-hmm. How you want other people yeah. to perceive you. Well, listen, this you. is exactly verse six. But Mm -hmm. godliness with contentment is great gain. And the contentment is not just contentment financially, right? I'm Mm -hmm. I'm content with what I have and what I make and whatever. Like that is not true contentment. And so when you're talking about I want more and the pride that goes along with that and the look at me, like you're not content in, and this is, Godly content, like content in what you've been given through Jesus, the love of the sacrifice of Jesus, the love of God, um, the eternal rewards that he is offering. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's looking like, mm. no, there's, there's a lot of good in that, that you were saying. I, um, uh, let me go to the FYI box. It's in the homework. It says when we live and act without contentment, we're trying to fill Needs in our lives, a need, a need to be somebody, a need to feel secure or cared for, a need to have excitement and a newness in our lives. Most people try to fulfill these needs with material things, but they can only really be met by spiritual relationship with God who made us. And that was David Guzik. So it seems like that kind of sums up what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like Perry, David Guzik did a great job summarizing what you were just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's like our focus is off. Again, our heart is off. We're mm-hmm. looking in the wrong place for that satisfaction or contentment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was growing up, I lived um, in a neighborhood that was like really just about one block. And it was a big block. Um, I think there were 14, 16, 18, maybe 20 houses long on one side of the block. And I know that because... I lived on one end and my friend lived on the other end of the street and we met at the fire hydrant in the middle and there were seven houses. So you had to go down. Each of us had to go down seven houses. Um, And we met in the middle and there was a guy who had a license plate on his. um, I mean, it had a license plate frame. It had to have been like a, a toy hauler. Um, you know, so you put your motorcycle in there, you put your, um, dirt bike. Cause we lived out in the, it was kind oh. of a lot. It, there was a lot of desert. Um, and so you had probably his four wheeler and I don't know, just things like that. Things you wouldn't really have living in the Midwest, upper Midwest here. Um, but very dry. So there were different kinds of toys. Anyway, toy hauler license plate frame said he who dies with the most toys wins. And then there was somebody else who, this may be just me imagining it because I'm thinking back like a lot of years. It might've been his neighbor, but that may have been too coincidental. Had a license plate frame that said, he who dies with the most toys still dies. I want to think it's too ironic for them to be right next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) And so (laughs) anyway, but somebody else on that street had one about he who dies with the most toys still dies. And I, yeah. I, I just remember thinking about, huh, and I was probably like 
maybe seven or eight when I realized just the difference between those two and thinking, of course, as a kid, like, man, that's a lot of toys. <laughs> Not realizing the, the big, um, but anyway. Yeah, and, and the thing is you can't take it with you. Right. You know, the Bible talks about that. There's one in particular that says the rich man thought, oh man, I, I have a lot of stuff, but I, I need more. I'm just going to build bigger storehouses. And, and the, you know, the Lord says, you're a fool. Yeah. Because you're going to die tonight and someone else is going to get all your stuff and you will have worked all this for no good reason. It's not bad to have stuff. I like stuff. Yeah. I have stuff. Everyone has stuff. You know, like Greg um, talks to me about being a homebody. I'm like, well, everything I have, all my stuff is right here. Why do I need to go anywhere else? (laughs) You're content. I'm content. Yeah. I am content. And I'm not only in what I have, you know, physical stuff, but like Suzanne was saying, I have the Lord. And I think that makes me happy with what I have. Mm-hmm. This is I'm, this is what I got. I'm gonna go to scripture again, real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is in. Um, let's see. Is this full? Rosemary just apologized for going to scripture. I, I know. Scripture? Sorry. Just, <laughs> it's not so much apologize. It's just like, well, let's just go back to God's word. Yeah. No. And you guys are still doing God's word. That's fine. I just was. Um, when you're talking about that contentment, um, I think it's Philippians four eleven. And this is where Paul is saying, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any place, in every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So this is Paul. Mr. I'm in prison, whipped, beat, drowning, you know, almost drowning in a shipwreck, um, there's levels of contentment, I guess, that we realize or that we learn, you know, and um, I just was aware that to me, that's a pretty profound level of contentment that he has, mm-hmm. regardless of where he is, what he does. I'm, I'm like you, Terry, I'll stay home. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I don't know. I just was, that just seemed really important to um, notice on that um i another part too is they were talking about and this is question 14 in the homework but the stages of decline is that starts to happen as we start to to let's say get into that greed that you're talking about you know that, that you were saying for other people you know like as as people get into that greed and into that stuff it's like they want to get rich then they fall into that temptation and a trap um it just has a progression to it Right. And so it's not the end game so much. It's their thinking that starts. It's their, they want to get rich. It's their, they, what is it in, um, is it in James, their evil desires? I think I looked that one up. When in their own evil desires. All right. Let me find Assumed. it. Yeah. When tempted, no one should say, God's tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full full grown gives birth to death. So it's like, that's the progression that, that Paul's talking about here. 
when they're in that um where they're in that sin, when they're in that greed, when they want someone other than God to fulfill that satisfaction. Yeah. Well, and so it's the the love of the money that keeps them going after it. Um, they gave some verses in Ecclesiastes, which I love Ecclesiastes. Oh, anyways, um, whoever loves money never has enough. Yeah. Because so you love it, you want more and more and more of it. The sleep of the laborer is sweet, but the abundance of a rich man permits him no sleep. He's worried. How am I going to get more? Who's going to protect it? I need to guard my money. Someone's going to try and get it from me. So there's all these worries and concerns. Um, the, and then the, if, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. To me, go that's ahead. what happens when you make yourself God. You never know if you've done it enough. You never know if you have enough money or if you've made your decision that if I, I just volunteer for these hours, then that makes me okay and then I'm good. It's like, no, you turn it all over to God and let him decide those hours. You let him decide that amount of money, right? It's when you make yourself your, your own God, you can't rest mm-hmm. because you never know if you've actually done it. Yeah. We're told that a slave cannot serve two masters. And I may yeah. be getting ahead of us here. No, I think we're um, But you can either love money or you can love God. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the definition of the love or the, the word love in this is um, like the active pursuit, focus, and desire for God or money. Whereas, okay. God or M&Ms. Sense? God or M&Ms. Or God, God or a relationship. Or your, cho- yeah, your children, your um, movie star career. Your, um, because I know that's Rosemary's weakness is her. Well, I pursued that, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's that active love versus just the, the having, because if you have something, you're not pursuing it necessarily. You're not, it's not like an active thing, but if you're loving something, it's an active thing. Does that make sense? And it also feels like, I'm like, that's a lot of work. I'm terrible with this. But it feels like you can't rest. Guess what? Love is hard work. Like, think about your spouse. Yeah. Think about your spouse. If you want to really love your spouse, you have to work at it. If you want to just have a spouse, eh? Meh. Right? Like, you don't have to work that hard just to, like, have it. Right. Right. So. And you're right. Pursue that's active Mm -hmm. and very engaged. But I, huh. It may depend, like, how you pursue or how how you're active or how you do that. Because I think there are ways to pursue your spouse in a loving way that's connected. As opposed to like, ooh, I don't want them to cheat on me. Ooh, I don't want to do this. Ooh, I don't, you know, it's a possession way. Right. No, like I'm saying, but there is like an action that has to go with it. Right. Whereas if you just have that, like, and I say love your spouse, like in a healthy way, right? Like you're going to say, hey, we need to spend some focused time together because this is how we're going to stay connected. And you need to be considerate of that person. And you, you, there's action that goes along with it. Like you are pursuing your spouse. That's good. But if once you have your spouse, you're content to just be like, 
whatever, I have the ring on it and now check the box is checked, then it just can be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And so what you're saying is we need to be pursuing God continually. Well, I'm saying that like loving money versus having money. So if you're loving money, then you're going to be actively pursuing it. You're going to be focusing time on that. You're going to be focusing your heart on that. But having, which is in this instance, not a good thing. But having money and being content with it, like, eh, I have it. It's fine. It's going to pay the bills and it's going to be able to support people and we're going to be able to eat and it's, you know, whatever, like that's fine, but you're not actively choosing to pursue that with your heart. Okay. Got it. Harder than your life, harder than your children, harder than your family. Right. I maybe just completely botched that, but anyway. No, it does. It makes sense. It makes sense. I think. So, and I'm just kind of really hearing what you were saying, Susanna. It's like, but we should be pursuing God. Yeah, absolutely. In that way. But it, in similar to what you're saying, like, yeah, we still pursue money. Um, you know, we have a house and we're doing, and I still work, you know, and I still want a fair wage. I mean, things like that are happening. Um, but I'm resting in it. Like, well, whatever I make, I make. You know, uh, you know, other people significantly make more or whatever, something like that. But um, I can rest in whatever I make because I'm content in that. And I think that's similar to when we pursue God. We do want to pursue God. We do want to make, you know, put that effort towards it, that action, that activity. But we can also rest in that we have that relationship with God. It's not um, when we pursue a relationship with God, he's there. Every time he doesn't withhold things, he doesn't hold things back. And so um, there's that rest and that comfort when we're with him. It, I, I, I think action and pursuing is important, but there's something underneath that, Suzanne, when you were talking, it's like, where's your heart? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what you're, I, I don't want to put yeah. words in your mouth, yeah. but that's kind of what I got out of what you're saying. Yeah. Where's the position of your heart? As you're taking this action, as yep. you're pursuing, um, can you rest? Are you going towards God? What's the fruit of this action? <laughs> that was all day yesterday, right? What is the fruit of your pursuit? Is it more of you or is it more of God? What's the fruit of your pursuit? I like that. What's the root of your pursuit? That could be another faithless one, like bless your bowels. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well that's really what it comes down to right is like what's your heart behind it all i think i think so yeah Yeah. the the other thing too is um i think towards the end they were talking in deuteronomy one of the concerns god has is when things are good we'll forget him like a lot of times people only turn to him when things are and certainly Israelites had this. They'd turn to God whenever things were bad. <laughs> it's like we need to have that pursuit consistent mm-hmm. and going towards him when things are good and when things are not so good, yep. you know. And and I, I just to speak like as a relationship, there's, I do see God as holy and amazing. I, I mean, I, and then there's times I talk to him like he's right here. And it, it so there's different feels. It's like just kind of a relationship. 
where it's like, this is the plan. This is the thing. But then what I tend to hear back from is like, you think I don't have this? You know, so it's like, this. that's what my relationship with God can sometimes sound like. Like I'm talking to someone in the room, even having a fight. That's how I came to God is I had a fight and I kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And then I was like, oh, got it. So it can sound different ways. It can have some intensity in it, but it's a relationship that can happen in good times and in bad when you're connected. Because your spouse is with you in good times and bad, right? Your kids are with you good times and bad. And your relationship should can be consistent through that and connected. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. What I pray as we finish today is homework. Yeah, okay. that sounds good, Terry. Thanks. Okay. Lord, once again, we're just so thankful for your word. Um, gives us a guideline on how to keep check of our heart. Where is it? Where's, what are we leaning toward? What are we striving toward? What are we pursuing? And Lord, we just pray that we would always be pursuing you. That we'd be following hard after you, that we'd be content with the things that you've given us, Lord, uh, physically, um, you know, our stuff, our jobs, and to be content in it. And to know that it's from you and to be thankful. And we just pray, Lord, that we wouldn't put anything in front of you. Um, certainly not the love of money, which leads to so many troubles. And we just pray that we would uh, remain free from that particular struggle. We just ask you to um, watch over us, Lord, watch over our families. Um, Help us to put you first in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>